Hello! Welcome to Nostalgia Nights, episode 12. Thanks for listening. Um, if you haven't heard us before, we're just two millennial women talking about emo music, album by album. Um, my name is Brittany, and I'm here with my sister Shelby. Say hello. Hello! Hi! Um, today we're talking about all-time low for hello. the first time, which is so exciting. Um, we're talking about nothing personal. While listening to this recently I just was reminded of like how huge of an era this was dude same and just how like important it was <laughs> and yeah I'm super excited to talk about it today me too because I feel like I don't really come back to this CD all that often to be fair mm-hmm. it's not it's not yeah. my favorite all-time low era but I do definitely realize that it was like their most massive one probably right yeah definitely we like to start off with a little bit of music history for you so take it away all time low is my sons (laughs) they're older than me um alex gaskarth on vocals and guitar zach merrick on bass ryan dawson on drums and jack bearcat on guitar So, All Time Low was formed in Towson, Maryland in 2003, named after a lyric in New Found Glory's Head on Collision, and it feels like I'm at an all time low. You know, (laughs) if you know, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Of course, started as a Blink-182 cover band, you know, the lore is famous, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But before signing to Hopeless, they were actually signed to Emerald Moon Records in 2004, where they released the three words to remember in dealing with the end EP and the party scene. So also iconic all time low mm. releases. And then they mm-hmm. eventually signed to hopeless in 2016 or sorry, 2006. Where am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they signed to hopeless 2006. Um, so nothing personal is technically their fifth release overall. It's their second on hopeless and it's their second full length. Um, after so wrong it's right and nothing personal was released on july 7th 2009 and so that makes it 12 years old so just a few little things about this era started the this started their relationship with mark hoppus after they started exchanging emails um when they saw a video of ryan getting a blink 182 tattoo online um they wrote a song together but it didn't make the record but honestly it's kind of crazy that like this started their relationship with Mark Hoppus. And I remember at the time being like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like they started as a Blink cover band and now they're meeting Mark and like, ah. Mm-hmm. And now freaking Alex like has simple creatures and they're <laughs> fully just I bros know. now. <laughs> I know. Even when simple creatures like was a thing slash is a thing, um, I was still kind of like, and I'm sure he was too. I was still like super like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like Alex, like with his like, you know, hero basically no yeah totally. <laughs> in a band together oh i know i i loved that i love simple creatures as a sidebar so um mm-hmm. but yeah it's so cool and then waitlist was released on absolutepunk.net on march 24th and got 5,000 plays in 24 hours and so absolutepunk.net used to be like my one main source for like all things like scene and emo info was like part of the message boards um yeah that's where i would get all my news all my goss be truly (laughs) a part of the scene (laughs) and so then i saw that and i was like oh my god i remember when waitlist 
when Weightless dropped on Absolute Punk. And I just like sat mm-hmm. there and just like listened to it over and over and over again for like hours. Um, mm-hmm. And so then I went to go check if AbsolutePunk.net is this still a thing, but it's not. It officially closed yeah. April 1st, 2016. I was like, God, end of an uh, era. What a relic. Oh, God, a true relic, though. It was a time you just kind of like, you know, had to be there moment. But, <laughs> yeah. oh, God, the hours I would spend on Absolute Punk, truly. Dude, right? And then also during the, the Nothing Personal era, they dropped the straight-to-DVD um, kind of doc- documentary concert thing. Um, and mm-hmm. they also did Painting Flowers for the Alice in Wonderland soundtrack, which, ugh. Chef's Kiss. Dude, that song. That song is literally the best. I can't. It's so good. It's so good. It didn't get justice. Also, they had this thing <laughs> of like also writing their best songs as like their bonus tracks and like yeah. just random ass songs for shit. And I'm like, can you just where is this yes. <laughs> on the album? <laughs> literally. Um, justice for painting flowers uh i fully decided that there's an instrumental that was on tumblr at the time and it had this like tumblr Mm. extension to like download download (laughs) audio from (laughs) tumblr Mm -hmm. posts or whatever um and there's a there's like an amazing instrumental that i don't know if i still have or not and i'd have to find it maybe but i want i want to use it as like the as like my wedding walking down the aisle song nice Dang, i'm sure it's out it. there yeah because it was on my old computer and i just got a new computer i'm sure it's on youtube or something or still on tumblr honestly oh maybe and i'm still active on tumblr musical <laughs> the only one so if you want to follow me on there <laughs> i post a lot about f1 now <laughs> aye, aye. um but anyway um, nothing personal singles are weightless. Uh, the video dropped April 7th, 2009. Then Damned If I Do Ya, Damned If I Don't, September 22nd, 2009. And then Lost in Stereo, April 12th, 2010. And so some of the awards for this album were it peaked at number four on Billboard Top 200. It's pretty good. Um, number one on the U.S. Alternative Albums, U.S. Independent Albums, and U.S. Top Rock Albums. So that was pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, nothing personal certified gold in the UK and the US um, and then for tours again like Fallout Boy we've seen all time well like 20 plus times I can't even count too many times um, <laughs> yeah so I just did the tours and things we saw them at for like nothing personal era so we went to mm-hmm. Believers Never Die Part 2 tour with Fallout Boy Cobra Starship Hey Monday and Metro Station lol Uh, that was in April 2009 at the Fillmore uh, Auditorium in Denver and so they played two dates in Denver for that tour so we went to the 14th Mm -hmm. show and then I think Twitter Twitter was like a thing back then yeah Um, Yeah. so I remember like I think I had Twitter on my phone or something and then I saw Alex or the all time low account like was like we're going to be signing at the Apple store at like Park Meadows which is a mall in Denver (laughs) (laughs) Uh, today mm-hmm. and I was like fuck and it was like two or one o'clock or something and like school ended yeah was, we like, were like literally at school yeah yeah I was still in high school at this point um and I was like fuck I'm gonna go um they were gonna do like a signing mm-hmm. and acoustic thing um and so our mom being just like the OG man just 
the true the OG. homie. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, like, there's no harm in asking. I'll just ask. We had we already drove to Denver the day before, but I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. but it's all time low. And mm-hmm. um, so I asked her, and then she said, yeah. So I was like, oh my god, oh my god. So we're going. I remember, I remember Mama saying that like, um, I think maybe we were like walking around the mall and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. I remember her saying that she saw Alex like walking uh-huh. around or like one of them. Um, she's like, I saw mm-hmm. one of them walking around and like some of the girls were like following him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have pictures of this Apple performance from my little fucking flip phone. I have them. I saved <laughs> them. So I'll be posting. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. I'll post some of them on Instagram too. That's um, so funny. I yeah. love that. Dude, that was like I always look back on that little show, mm-hmm. quote unquote. I guess um, I just always remember that so fondly because I know that um, at that time, it's just so funny to look back and Waitlist be a new song, right? And them introduce it as a new song. <sighs> yeah, because they played and it. Just like wow, there. so old. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like they play ja- that, JC Ray, Coffee Shop, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe another one and then Weightless. Yeah. What a time. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It truly was. And then we got to meet them afterwards. And I think, well, no. So we, sp- yeah. we met them the night before, after Believers Never Die. We met them all, like, back, not backstage, what the fuck, um, outside by the buses. <laughs> outside. Yeah. Yeah, like, we waited around for them. I would have pictures of that, but my fucking, it was a flip phone. This was 2009. Yeah. <laughs> a flip phone with, like, for some reason, no flash. I know. So, it was so, it was dark outside, obviously. It's, like, nighttime. It's literally a relic. <laughs> yeah. I'm so mad because I had a picture with Alex, and I've literally met All Time Low, so many times after that and i still don't ever have a picture with them i know it's so tragic just it's so annoying <laughs> it is I truly annoying um but i remember meeting them at the apple store and stuff and you could get something signed or whatever so i wanted them i had them sign my like apple ipod touch right that was what it was mm-hmm. yeah like the ipod yeah. touch i had like stickers on the back or whatever so they were signing the um white stickers and my my wallpaper of the thing was a picture of them <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Obsessed. Um, all time low. Okay, so I shouldn't even preface this at the front. All time low is like my all time favorite band. They're a tattoo oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. of their why lyrics. I don't know already. why we haven't even mentioned this. <laughs> but yes, all time low is my all time favorite band. I would ride or die for these dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just think that like that's always just like oh you see me you see like. All time lows are like a part of my personality. I don't know, <laughs> right? But I guess we should preface for people who don't know me. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was like a, it was like a picture of them, and um, I remember like um, I think it was Zach, Ryan, Alex, and Jack, and then mm-hmm. Alex or Jack had posted. I was like, oh, let's see, like on there, and then um, it was a picture of them, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> I didn't change it. Um, oh no. Yeah, but then I remember Alex like just being real cool and was like, "Oh, Jack, that's a really great picture of your hair." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah, they've always just been like the nicest so nice. boys. Yeah, just so great. I remember even after that, um, like our mom got in the line <laughs> to like meet them too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she was like excited. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> 
um, <laughs> but yeah after that she's just like oh they're so nice and like <laughs> yeah so you know all time low is just a staple in our household and then we wa- we saw them at warp tour 2009 which i think we might have met them there too um in the line mm. again i have no evidence possibly one of the super fast warp tour ones yeah you know? i was kind of over those at after a while <laughs> yeah definitely and then we didn't go to glamour kills tour that they had also that year but i went to go like try and meet them afterwards i met zach he's really nice of course and then we also went to small, my small package tour in 2010 with a rocket to the moon and this band i don't even mm. know if they're around anymore but city com estate and before your exit remember when they were trying to break out the little like yeah. mini Alex like Alex they just like yeah. were mini and then Alex they turned like, into like some like kind of like poppy oh, group shit. do you remember that I forgot that I have no idea but they turned like Disney radio I don't know yeah they say like radio Disney or some shit it was weird anyways <laughs> <laughs> um yeah small package for you tour definitely just is so vivid in my mind too what a good time yeah you saw them at a super super small venue in denver the marquee theater um and then i uh-huh. saw them at elco i think my small package too was also the first time i ever threw a bra <laughs> oh my gosh yes the first and last time they don't really do that anymore which is i mean good no. for them <laughs> yeah i was like please don't do that anymore. no 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 don't do that anymore you're <laughs> actually like in your 30s so <laughs> seriously but anyway, that's what I have for our tour mems. I'm sure more will come up. And with that, are you ready to get into the track list? Yeah. Manage me. I'm a mess. Manage me. I always like to make fun of that, the beginning of this song. Because mm. it's like, you know, so whiny. But the song just like, I don't know, just always like lives on. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like every time I hear it live, like I'm always like, yeah, it's literally not my weekend but it is gonna be my year you know the song will always like get me off my ass live you know That's and also true. the the drumming in this is so nice and tasty and rhythmic and throughout the whole album it's like super super rhythmic but yeah love it and also when i was watching the um nothing personal like 10 year documentary thing mm-hmm. Um, Ryan did say that he was like having like r- a lot of fun like recording this song and um, figuring out the beats and stuff like that and it's still a song for him that he's not sick of live even though mm-hmm. they've been playing it for fucking 10 plus years mm-hmm. um, which is really great and I can kind of and I can definitely see why like he feels that way and I think that this song was just such a good single to start the era with it's very very all-time low very good like basic um pop punk single Mm -hmm. and you know really set a stage for what nothing personal was going to be for the rest of it totally and i think that you know it does hit like an emotional heart chord when i was also watching the documentary there alex and matt squire were talking about like it was one of the last songs they wrote and they wanted something emotional and something people could relate to and stuff like that because like the rest like a lot of the songwriting on the album too is like you know them being them yeah (laughs) and quirky and like just um 
you know some snarkiness and all that kind of stuff mm. but like having weightless be like that emotional song i think is really important and to like have it be the start of it and mm. then have therapy be the end of it like mm. have those two like emotional songs be parentheses you know for the album oh so true so true yeah i also like love ryan's drumming in this song and i mean you said it more eloquently than i could have i was just like i like this (laughs) (laughs) i like this sounds good period (laughs) yeah um but yeah me too i was like man i hate how hard the song goes off after all these years like you think i'd be tired of it (laughs) yeah like 12 plus years and sometimes there have been times where it's like all right it's fucking weightless let's go (laughs) but then as it starts off I'm just like, (laughs) as soon as it's, it's I'm like, okay, I've lost myself already. (laughs) No, that's literally me too, for sure. I remember when um, Alex had tweeted way before they even dropped like the single or whatever. um, He had just tweeted that manage me. I'm a mess. And of course I was like Mm. on Tumblr at this time. So like everyone was like, what does this mean? (laughs) Yeah. um, Crypticness. Um, And then, and then when I heard waitlist for the first time, I was like, oh, this is what Alex tweeted. Mm, he does this mm-hmm, still mm-hmm. to this day. Um, yeah, seriously. Yeah, I love the live version of this song too. Also, way better than the recorded mm. version because I love at that. I love at the part. I'll never let another day go by. Like in the live mm, part, mm-hmm. they always just do like a um, really like succinct like chunking there, and that's always just like a good finger pointy moment. Um, and then yeah, it's literally never my weekend, but maybe it'll be my year. Yeah, maybe one of these days. Maybe one of these days, Alex, <laughs> after 12 years. Um, but anyway, the music video. I forgot that, like, the promo to this music era, too, was also, like, um, on Twitter, they would post, like, oh, blah, 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 nothing personal. Right. And, like, I, yeah. did, like, distinctly remember that they also got, like, the main in on it and stuff. Yeah, and, and like, other bands. Mm-hmm. Also, Alex's comb-over is very strong in this. This whole era was... a. <laughs> Like honestly, his comb over days. Him and him and Jack, long fucking yeah. hair. Like comb overs to the mm-hmm. max, just like too long. <laughs> they learned, but uh-huh. you know. <laughs> yeah, and they're literal babies in this. Yeah, I've always loved the the, the concept of this video. Mm-hmm. It's always been so funny and iconic to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then like the funniest part is like with Pete Wentz and Mark Hoppus. <laughs> yes, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> That ATL like um, rips off Blink so much or whatever. Pete Wentz is tweeting, and then Mark Hoppus is like both fob and ATL rip off Blink so much. (laughs) I know. So funny. I just like love all time low. Always being able to like poke fun at themselves, never Mm -hmm. take anything like too seriously. You know. Definitely. Also, this was like the best era to um, like it wasn't just you know alex ryan jack and zach it was like it was flyzik it was Vinny. Mm. it was like mm-hmm. um all of their tour crew you know mm-hmm. like this was the era yeah. where it was like the all-time low family and like all the fans like knew who everyone else was too yeah um, as over yeah. the years it got less and less like that which was really sad but I know. Um, Ever since Flyzik left. I know. I remember that all day. Fell apart. I was like, oh. I know. Me too. I remember that so vividly. I was like, what the heck? But yeah, no, that, that, this video really reminded me like, oh, that was this whole era. And it was mm-hmm. like an era. 
This is when with, yeah. I think this is when All Time Low started like having like establishing their eras in their albums. Mm-hmm. So Wrong So Right is like not really because I think they're just still too young. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, nothing personal is like a distinct era. And then you move into mm-hmm. like Don't Panic, distinct era. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everything since then. Um, Break Your Little Heart. I love this song. It's like one of my top favorites, actually. Jack also loves this song. He does. That's why I think they play it even till now, I think. Mm, mm-hmm. um, it, it floats in and out of their set list, but whenever they do play it, right? I'm like, yeah, this is a good one. This is good. They played it, yeah. one of, I guess, maybe one of the last times I saw them when they toured with Dashboard. Um, I didn't. Mm. I never like um, think that they'll play this. I think everything from nothing personal. I'm like they're gonna play waitlist, and then that's <laughs> yeah, it. And that's maybe it. damned. But like, um, I never. Mm-hmm. I didn't think this hard. But then mm-hmm. they played it, and I was like, ah, I love this song so much. It's like another one that goes like off live. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but this is definitely one of like the top, like the top songs of this whole album for sure. Oh yeah, for it's sure. It's just like good, nice and clean. Mm-hmm. A lot of good clapping. Yeah, yeah. you can have yeah. live. Definitely. Yeah. I love the, you were fake, I was great, nothing personal. And I'm always mm. that, like, legal mm-hmm. meme. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, you said the, you said the title. You said the title. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I love this. I love the snarkiness of it. I even, like, you know, it was, like, a song that's, like, like I'm the one. I'm the one that's going to break your heart, and you're going to have to feel sad about mm. it. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, I definitely listened to this in my young adult years, breaking hearts in the streets, you know? <laughs> Your jar of hearts. <laughs> um, damned? Um, yeah, another banger. Yes. Honestly, my first I was like, note. okay, banger after banger. <laughs> my first um, note is like another complete banger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just good. I when I was listening to this in headphones too, um, this week. I that tambourine in the back mm. honestly annoys me <laughs> <laughs> because like it sounds fake to me. Uh, it probably like, it is. sounds like it was it was programmed, you know. It probably was. Um, which yeah, I'm sure it probably is. Honestly, um, but yeah, I'm just like I can do without this weird fake tambourine in this song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it did it did sound better in their like re um, recording. Mm. Um, I think it was still kind of there, but like it w- it sounded a lot better. And also, the last like chorus or double chorus at the end yeah. is so good to me because of the layering of it all. Mm. Um, there's like it's like the main chorus, but then like the backing vocals, mm-hmm. and then, like it's not like re- very regular backing vocals. It's like really piecing different things together mm. and. It made sense to me, too, watching the documentary. They were talking about how they wrote this song and was produced by Butch Walker Mm. and how he was, like, showing them, like, how to, like, put layers of things together and, Mm. like, doing all these different things. And Alex was saying how he didn't know that, like, you could do that, like, in in music. Like, it was, like, an eye-opening, like, experience for him that they could do these weird things and it can work, you know? Um, so yeah, so I was like, oh my gosh, Butch Walker, you did it. <laughs> Butch Walker, you did it. You leveled up all time low, honestly. Yeah. And what about the music video? Oh boy. <laughs> um, it's a whole thing. <laughs> the music video has always just been so like, just so funny to me. Mm. 
but yeah and also fucking <laughs> this this uh this video and lost in stereo just reminded me so much that plaid shirts were such a fucking thing <laughs> i also was like um i mean i have that for lost in stereo but yeah like um that i bought a black and white plaid because alex had a black and white plaid dude yes <laughs> yes i had a black and white plaid too you and did. like all i wore was plaid <laughs> yes <laughs> like, all the time <laughs> god that was an era <sighs> also how in waitlist they make fun of the deep v's oh my gosh yeah um, yeah the deep v's stopped by at, at this point i feel the like the deep v's went into the plaid era <laughs> this was the plaid era mm-hmm. the plaid with like the leather jacket over it which i think even alex wears in like the per the performing part yeah mm-hmm. 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 definitely gosh what a time. Much better fashion than the deep Vs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It leveled oh up a little goodness. bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but then I was I was watching the music video too today and I was just like, I was like, okay, at the fact that Alex is like, quote, secret is like illegal. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess. Um, but I also just like laughed at Alex playing a student. I was like, this is literally like when like Hollywood's cast like 30 year olds to play high schoolers in Glee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he has his like five o'clock shadow. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, also, he, um, Alex Gascarth was a vest supporter. So he wore a vest in Weightless and he also wore oh. like a hoodie vest in. Yes, yes, yes. The vests needed to stop with the um deep v's as well that's so true they did after this eventually um lost in stereo <sighs> i'm always working for the weekend always a mixtape of my favorite <laughs> bands literally gosh i feel that so much <laughs> <laughs> um dude yeah this song is iconic i truly love that this became like such a fan favorite yeah right and i think even for them too like it was a staple in the set list for a very long time mm-hmm. and also i have such like a random vague memory of seeing this song at warp tour hmm. and the crowd was like rowdy like going off mm. and I, i'm pretty sure we were on the barricade because you know us yeah we always and, are yeah. at warp tour <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah i just remember like fucking like losing my mind to this song and i was dying because you know warped summer heat um, <laughs> yeah, yeah i think i remember um, that well, were we like right in the center too we were pretty close to the center and i think probably like jack side or close in and in, in yeah yeah i remember you know? that i think i remember that yes mm-hmm. i remember this is coming to my mind now it was so crazy dude mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love it other random things i was thinking about was that lost in stereo would have been such a great myspace name um was myspace still a thing at this time or no especially if twitter was a thing definitely oh not. then definitely not yeah dang it um, would have been lost in stereo tm and this song always always reminds me of time bomb and i think Dude, i get same. it mixed up with time bomb a lot literally like i knew that i knew in my head that there was a video for this mm-hmm. and in my head i was the time, bomb, the time video? bomb video same and then i and i turned it on and it was a tour video and i was like oh <laughs> Same. weird but oh okay. my god same that is literally like what went through my brain as well <laughs> it has like kind of that same bop it's a good like jumping song live you know yeah it has like kind of like a also like a darkness 
It's literally Lost in Stereo, Time Bomb, Kids in the Dark. Those are like the three siblings. Yeah. I could see that. Love it. I know. They did that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's always one of my faves. Always a good live song. If, you know, if you're a youth and didn't go through this era of all time low, watch that Mm -hmm. video to like get a sense of like what this era like truly was. Like that's just such a great Mm -hmm. um, capsule of like what. 2009 all-time low was like totally speaking of like eras and fans and etc all-time low is so interesting to me in their fan base in the sense that like it is so obvious that they continue to get new fans like their fans will always continue to be like young like our age like when we were listening to fucking nothing personal like there's people already that were that are like 15 and 18 now that are like listening to like once in a lifetime and and wake up sunshine and so it's like very interesting to me that like i don't know i just think that in general they're kind of like timeless as a band dude that blows my mind they just keep generating like new fans different fans like uh, because because people as old as us will fade out from all time low you know all time low will like always have a fan base because it's always just regenerating you know yeah very interesting to me and i love that for them (laughs) no i guess you're right yeah you know they're like like we were talking about how each cd is a different era because like Mm -hmm. you know even if we look back on the tours for nothing personal they did five five tours for nothing personal and like well i counted the apple thing so four and that was only in the u.s they did reading in leeds they did like all these other tours in australia the uk Mm -hmm. japan Mm -hmm. And they do that for each era, too. So, like, I think that, like, really helps to just, like, distinctly just, like, here is the era. This is what we're doing. Here's who we are now. Mm-hmm. And it can make it unique. So then it's, like, keeps the old fans entertained because, like, ooh, it's something new. And then brings in the new people, you know, mm-hmm. or who maybe have been, like, either too young or didn't like nothing personal. But they really vibed with, like, Don't Panic or Future Hearts or whatever. Yeah, dude, that's fucking, that's what makes longevity, bruv. Them, them and, like, Fall Out Boy do it really well. Yeah, and it's not to say, like, young people today aren't going back and, like, listening to, like, Linkin Park or Good Charlotte or, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that, like, the bands we've talked about in the past. It's just that All Time Low and bands like Fall Out Boy, like, are still doing it, like, mm-hmm. very, very actively mm-hmm. and, like, haven't... Tr- truly stopped Mm -hmm. except for like little breaks and like hiatuses here and there Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's just very it's just very interesting it's just different from like all the other bands that like we've Hmm. talked about so true anyways (laughs) (laughs) anyways stella i remember a time when i was just so innocent and i didn't know the song was about beer (laughs) you know oh my god same (laughs) but then i wasn't innocent and i started drinking stella because of this song yeah now i don't drink stella at all but (laughs) this song is like so catchy yeah it's a bop and like such like a little catchy melody i love the gang vokes and the bridge yeah i remember in the straight to dvd yeah in the straight to dvd dvd don't they um, show the recording of that like all of them are surrounding one mic in the middle oh yeah i think so but yeah other than that i remember it being such a huge deal to me when i 
started drinking at the ripe age of 21 (laughs) and (laughs) um, I was (laughs) uh I was just so excited to like and like I never told anybody this like it was just all in my brain you know because like I don't want to be a fucking nerd be like oh my god you know the word you know the song Stella my whole time (laughs) yes so I never told anyone about that either (laughs) but like getting into like Stella cider and Stella beer Mm -hmm. like I was just like oh my god all time low (laughs) I know I know it's embarrassing but that was I'm sure we're not alone in that (laughs) yeah literally even even um when i go to shows and stuff when shows come back um in the before times when i went to shows um i would always like just grab a beer just to like chill hang mm-hmm. out and i'd always grab a stella because i'm just like i just know that mm. one's good i guess mm-hmm. um just the basic yeah just the basics i'm like this is great um but that's really all i have it's just a simple great song yeah not sponsored by stella <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh wish we were though yeah damn the money <laughs> Um, um sick little games anyways it's nice to like have like a kind of like a slowed down song finally right i think it's a great like mid-tempo-y song it's not slow it's not fast yeah but it's like really nice yeah definitely yeah it's like um slowed down but it's still like big and like pounding mm-hmm. you know and they always do really well at that kind of vibe and i feel like not everybody can do well at that vibe mm-hmm. also yet another song about fame discourse which is like kind of funny because like I don't know, they did get pretty like pretty popular after Dear Maria, mm-hmm. um, like scene but... popular. Yeah, it wasn't like fob fame, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or even like yeah, the Charlotte exactly. fame. I mean, yeah. now they're hitting it with fucking monsters, but it's like wow, that's really wild for people's first time to hear All Time Low for like monsters, and this is that yeah. monsters is literally their first number one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in the norms, normie charts. So weird. So weird. Um, the mood and, like, vibe of this song mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Tidal Waves. Ooh, I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I can really see that. It hits Future Hearts vibe. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's underrated. I don't think it gets enough hype. I don't think it got enough airtime live either, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, like, hidden in yeah. their discography, I feel like. Yeah justice for this song anyway hello brooklyn hey la dude i used to be fucking obsessed with this song really because i was like yeah i upon revisiting this i really like this song but like but in the before when this was out i don't think i really gave it as much attention as i should have um because like yeah this one pops off and it pops off live too it really does it is definitely like a niche all-time low song i feel like same with sick little games it, get, it gets kind of lost in a, disco- a discography yeah um, but they have, yeah, they have played it out live before. Mm-hmm. But, um, dude, yeah, I used to be so fucking into this song. And I think I'm just, like, a sucker for, like, a good, like, tour life song. Oh, that's true. This you is know? that one, huh? Yeah. Because this song also kind of reminds me of um, Get Up by Mayday Parade. Yeah, dude. Oh, I love and that song. I just love that song because it was because of the line, um, Seattle gets me every time. <gasps> I'm like, oh, my God. Same. <laughs> Um, Seattle does get me every time. <laughs> um, the call out of the cities at the end mm-hmm. of the song. I've always liked that. I think it's pretty cute. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't know. For some reason now it falls like just slightly like almost cheesy to me, which is fine. I don't know. It's a very interesting song to look back on a lot as I'm an adult. 
<laughs> that's true and like especially as a song that like i was like super super into that's true yeah 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 no i feel you i actually really love that city listing thing <laughs> um i'm just i just thought about like wow how long did you have to work on that to find like city names that worked you know mm. <laughs> Because, like, he also always tried to fit in the city that he was in. Like, when I saw them in New York, you know, he would say right. New York City or something, like, somewhere in it. <laughs> Maybe the last mm. city of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I saw yeah. them in Seattle and they played this show, they also tried to do that as well. So I think it was a cute mm-hmm. little time for, like, Alex to shut out the city and stuff. And, you know, as a crowd, we right. love that. Yes. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> um, it's such a good song to run to, too, because I love the beat of it, like, mm-hmm. in, the, in the verses. Also, I remember when the message boards and, like, Tumblr, like, literally exploded when, Al- um, when Alex said, um, don't worry, fight dirty tonight, <laughs> like, that part of the song. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved mm-hmm. how he said dirty. <laughs> I love fan culture so fucking much, honestly. Like, I think about it randomly sometimes. I think about it sometimes, like, this is a tangent, but <laughs> I think about it sometimes with, like, um, if I see BTS on something. Oh, uh-huh. Like, <clears throat> I'm not, in like, super into BTS or anything. Yeah. But, like, it's so interesting to me just, like, to watch the fan culture from the outside. Mm. Because it's things like that where, like, him singing Fight Dirty the way he sang it. Mm. And then, like, fans are just, like fucking like serotonin through the roof like for it you know i just fucking love that that's amazing i love it yeah but this song is good i i'm paying more attention to it now in these days than i did before and anyways the most important song of this album i think we can all agree (laughs) walls first of all (laughs) the techno-y thing in the beginning too much no no stop this no i don't like it get off this call because that i love (laughs) it's much better it's much better in the re-recording because it's like it's guitar picked at that in that Uh, uh one uh whatever (sighs) i just i don't know i can't do the the techno thing in the beginning okay no when it came on i was like (laughs) no 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 because it goes with the album because like you said the tambourine in damned was was programmed the fucking drums in the beginning the opening of waitlist is programmed and this it's allowed it's allowed the the machine drums yeah they were playing with some sort of synthy vibe here Mm -hmm. it's allowed (laughs) i think it bops every time it comes on i'm like "Mm, yes dude here we go (laughs) <laughs> okay you can have this okay i'm having this um because i need justice for all because these fuckers never played it live until the I 10 know. year anniversary thing i know literally the techno thing in the beginning is the only thing i don't like about it everything else this is such a good song the chorus <laughs> like the chorus i just like ugh. I can't even explain it. It's just really good. It is. And it's just like such a good like um like love song too. Yeah, like the only know? one on this album I realized. Anyways, that's basically all I have oh, is just oh, screaming oh. about Justice for Walls. <laughs> and also, God bless um Zach for putting it in his set list for the live streams that they did. Oh my god, oh, I screamed Zach. so loud in my uh. living room. <laughs> Bless our Roman God. I know. So anyways, Love we him. all deserve walls live when all time low <laughs> starts 
touring after COVID. Mm-hmm. We'll die on this hill. Yeah, we need it. But yeah, no, I love I love the guitar in all the song. I just like, oh, I love the lyrics. I love the like way it always builds up into the chorus. The gonna break down these walls. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I'm like mm-hmm. so mad that we never got to see it live, like be there in the room live, because you can just scream that at the top of your lungs. And so the Dude. I want to fall so in love with you and no one else could ever mean oh, half as much to me as you do now. Ah! I'm going to bring a sign yeah. to the next all time low show I go to. And she says justice for walls. <laughs> <laughs> Play walls, you fuckers. I know you can do it now. Yeah. You did it over Quar. You had a re recording of it. Now play it live so that yep. I can move on with my life. <laughs> Truly. Um, and I love the instrumental bridge too, into the slowdown. Like it gets, um, uh, you know, you break me down. And then it goes into the whole like mm. guitar and like um, instrumental mm-hmm. verse. And then it um, starts to slow down and then it gets really soft. The I want to break or I want to fall so in love with you and no one else. Oh, and then there's yeah, this yeah. pause could ever mm-hmm. mean half. <laughs> I was like, Ugh! I just love like the um, kind of like roller coaster of it all. It just makes me feel so much. Mm-hmm. We love walls. We love walls. And then into the song we dislike the most. <laughs> yeah, all my notes for this song is just no. I, I literally, if you saw on our Instagram story, I wrote, this song is bad. <laughs> oh, well. This is that song, and that is the only note that I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, genuinely sorry if, if there's a listener out there that's like, I like this song. I love this song. Go too much, you know. If that is I'm you, sorry. please slide into the DMs and tell me why. <laughs> Honestly, please let, let me know. Explain this to me. <laughs> I've never um, liked too much Mm-mm. no it's just not very good i know all the words still but I, me too why why <laughs> but yeah i don't know i'm very sorry to everybody out there that might like this song but whatever <laughs> yeah even on the live like re-recording of nothing personal i was like maybe maybe i'll like it live no the ending isn't bad they did some like a little tweakage to the ending. I can't super remember the details of that, mm. but they did a little tweakage, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, but it just doesn't still work. Not the best. No, I just they've done better, and I know they can do better. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. it, bros. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, keep the change, you filthy animal. Um, I thought this song is so so wrong. It's right. Yeah, um, I feel that. Yeah, it's very like the beach. Yeah, yeah. This is a really good song, but I think for some reason sometimes I forget about it. Oh, same. Um, and I think it's because "Keep the Change" and "A Party Song" are right after each other, and they're really similar. Um, yeah, and I think I I um I like tether more towards a party song. Yeah. Um. So that I kind of forget about "Keep the Change," but it's a really good song. Like, don't get me wrong, but. Um, it kind of just like um, I feel like it kind of blends into everything else. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really stand sense. out. Yeah, it's fun though. Oh yeah, it's fun. They play it sometimes. They've played it before, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, same. I just said it's like mostly kind of generic. 
I think the bridge is really good though. Yeah. That's where it like gets a little bit more interesting. Oh yeah, stand yeah, yeah. a little too tall, say a little too much. Gonna bite that yeah. little tongue. Yeah. You're on like the rolling like drums too. Oh yeah, I love the drums in the background of that. But yeah, yeah. other than that, it's like meh. yeah, into a party song, the walk of shame. Yeah, I like the song, and it's such a good transition from. Oh yeah, to the change to a I party was just song. about to say I love the transition. I like this song. I never really was like that much into it. I know people really love the song. They always played it live. Mm-hmm. They always said the next song is party song. I've literally seen All Time Low mm-hmm. way too much that I just know what they do live too. So God, literally, it's too much. Um, <laughs> too much. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just really like the song. It's just like really big and full, and is basically like made to be played live i feel like that's true um it's definitely like they're kind of like um grown up pop and champagne mm. a little bit pop and champagne reigns superior to like oh, yeah. a lot of things yeah but um this song is like similar to that hmm. I hear um you. and it's just so when i was listening to this it was just so funny thinking about this song all time low me being a little tyke and by little tyke i mean like 15 years old (laughs) but um (laughs) i feel like all time low and their music just glamorized partying for me Mm. and i genuinely didn't drink slash do any of that until i was 21 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so like but it never like truly like went to a party or like anything like that, oh, you know. Uh-huh. So it's just like funny to think about like, oh my gosh, my young self was like, oh yeah, party, blah blah blah. But like when I actually got into it, it was just like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> this is pretty fun and interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but that's just them, you know. Oh yeah, true. And how they were at their time, you know, like. Mm-hmm. This was totally early 20s, all-time low. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but yeah, no, I love the you and I are an overnight sensation. Because don't you remember when Gabe Sporta <gasps> has, his col- has his collab with Glamour Kills? And it was overnight yes. sensation? Yeah. I was like, is that in reference? And just like, yeah, side it eyes. was um, Spawn for his <laughs> merch. <laughs> Gabe Sporta cut them a deal. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, this song is funny. Very tongue-in-cheek still. I make you come just to watch you leave. I was like, oh? <laughs> but yeah, it's good. Nice little bop before we get into therapy. The last song on the mm-hmm. record. On the regular record. I was like, can we talk about Remembering Sunday, though? Oh, my God. My little first note is I still think Remembering Sunday is superior. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I feel like... <laughs> Gets on like soapbox. Be... <laughs> <laughs> Takes step onto soapbox. Um, I feel like I can't be blamed for that because they're the ones that pinned them against each other That's live. True. And it was a it was a recent thing um, that they did that. But also, we were in the era of seeing Remembering Sunday and Remembering Sunday being their slow song for the set. I feel like there was a time maybe when they played both of them, maybe, when, like, this album came out and, like, they are still kind of holding on to Remembering Sunday. And they hold- held on to Remembering Sunday, I feel like, for a pretty long time. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we saw the phase out of Remembering yeah. Sunday Ooh, in the therapy. Pain. <laughs> and then so when, <laughs> so when they pinned them against each other, I was like, you're really going to do this? You're really going to make me battle for this? Um, but 
you know, it's not to say that Therapy is not a good song. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. And as we've mentioned before, you know, especially in our Good Charlotte um, episode talking about Hold On, mm-hmm. I think it's so important for bands to have songs like this where mm-hmm. their fan base can love it and love it so hard mm-hmm. um and like have it have a song that carries them through hard times and um you know reminds them that it's going to be okay mm-hmm. um and i really think that it's great that therapy does that mm-hmm. um i think um you know if i'm gonna still compare it to remembering sunday remembering sunday is a little bit more um storytelling based yeah and so um, it definitely is, they definitely are their own separate entities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so therapy does do that more than Remem- Remembering Sunday does of being that song there for the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they just kept kind of like growing, growing in between these songs of like Remembering Sunday, therapy, and then now into Missing You. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. That, has, those are the three just, siblings too. Yeah, they just just had like a good evolution of songs like this, and I think that even though I shit on therapy sometimes, and Same. like because of the whole battle and whatever, um, therapy is just you know, therapy is good, and I'm glad that it's there for you know all the fans that obviously very like much connect and relate to it. Totally. Same. I think it's like, you know, if you were just getting into All Time Low at this moment, it really was like that song for that era. I'm glad they came out with Missing You mm-hmm. for like Future Hearts. So like the kids who came in there, like that was that song for their, their era. Um, I even feel like Safe is then the fourth sibling mm. for Wake Up mm-hmm, Sunshine mm-hmm. era. Um, it has that <sighs> same vibe. Uh, I love this song. That song is so good. Um, but yeah, you can really see like their growth in it all. You know, I think it's mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it's um, all time low fans who came in at like um, you know, Coffee Shop soundtrack, J C Ray. We came in a little mm. bit before or around So Margaret's right, so like that's why we hold Remembering Sunday in our hearts. Um <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think you're right. It's like a really great progression. Therapy's important, it's like a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. I think it has really great lyrics mm-hmm. too. I always love like in a city of fools, I was careful and cool, but they tore me apart like a hurricane. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just always, like, love that line. I just think, like, um, arrogant boy, love yourself so no one has to. Oh, my God, yes. I have that one written down, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I'm flesh and bone. I'm a rolling fucking stone. You know, out <laughs> live. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little sad that he didn't do that in the live re-recording, but that's fine. I was kind of waiting for it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, a ni- it's always a nice slowdown when you see them mm-hmm. live. Just always just Alex. I, I like how, too, they mm-hmm. progressed that live as well. It used to be just Alex and an acoustic guitar, and then they just slowly also built up, like, to have the whole band at the end mm-hmm. to really bring mm-hmm. it um, back live and stuff. I loved when they started doing that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They always keep it fresh, even with the songs yeah. that they play, like, for, I guess, 12-plus years now. Definitely. And something so random that I think about when I hear therapy, too, is um, I think about, (coughs) excuse me, I think about the movie Fangirl. Oh, my God. Stop (laughs) this. We have to mention it. I cannot end this pod without mentioning Fangirl. Um, That wasn't even really nothing personal 
era. It was. It came out fucking years <laughs> later. <laughs> um, if you don't know what Fangirl is, it's a fucking movie. Um, <laughs> that's really bad. But it has um, All Time Low in it. And it's about this girl that's like obsessed with All Time Low or something. Uh, and like, my life story. You know, shenanigans ensue and shit. <laughs> and they're in it and everything. It's fucking hilarious um but there's a there's a random song there's a random part where like she um her name's Tallulah Farrow um (laughs) and she gets in trouble for like um dress code or something at school so she had to like go get new clothes or something and she was walking home at the end of the day and they're playing therapy I'm pretty sure I haven't seen this in like years but I'm pretty sure they're playing therapy as she's walking down the street to go home and she's like ripping off the like lost and found clothes that she had to change (laughs) into and shit and I was like oh my god so I like I always low-key think about that (laughs) when I hear therapy (laughs) just gives me a good little chuckle oh god I don't want to watch that movie again now I want to watch that movie, too. I need to find it. I'm going to find it for us. Yeah, dude, find it. It used to be on ABC <laughs> Family or whatever the fuck Freeform, I guess it is. And then they, they moved mm-hmm. it to Netflix for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now it's and on Netflix it's and just off into the abyss. Love that. Oh, my God. It's just, and it's, like, honestly just so weird to see um, All Time Low do anything like that. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, again, like Fob, like... They are just, they're one of the longest relationships I've ever had. Literally Mm -hmm. have grown up with them, I guess, like, you know, Mm -hmm. 12 plus years now of, like, being Mm -hmm. a fan of them, seeing just how they've evolved music, not only musically, but just as people, Mm -hmm. um, and be at different stages of my life. Like, fangirl, I would have ate that shit up when I was 15-year-old me bopping to So Wrong It's Right in my my bedroom. Oh, my gosh. Like, yes dude yeah it would have been a fucking hit if it came out in 2009 <laughs> 2010 oh my gosh <sighs> <sighs> but it didn't and i was a full ass adult and um, <laughs> but i even still yeah. felt a little like yeah i know that feel you know mm-hmm. she was celebrating alex gascar's birthday in fucking august oh or whatever it was his birthday's in december but <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> which i was like yeah. but Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ugh, that's so funny. Now Tallulah Farrow is Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix. So Yeah, you know. Her big break too. Yeah. Good for her. Love that for her. Yeah. <laughs> she really rose above. Anyways. <laughs> yes, she really did. Um anyways. <laughs> we took so many turns. <laughs> um you want to talk about Poison? Yeah, let's talk yes. about Poison. So okay. the original album cool. ends at Therapy, but um, the deluxe album that's on Spotify, and also I think we had the deluxe album that was like then available like at Target or some shit, um, has Poison mm-hmm. and then like you know uh, a Lost in Stereo remix by um, Suarez from Cobra Starship. Um, but we're gonna talk about Poison because it's a fucking good song. So <laughs> it's a very good song. Yeah, honestly, Justice for Poison too. And it's be like we. Uh, mentioned their bonus tracks earlier but like their bonus tracks are always so fucking good and also all of their bonus tracks like always have like a um always have like a darker tone to them that that then doesn't fit with the album that they just made so i think that that's why they fall as bonus tracks Mm. um this sound really does remind me of like future hearts um uh, last young renegade mm. and so it's like it's so it's, it's funny to like hear that in from 2009 and it's just in them you know kind of yeah. like building up 
Um, but yeah, this song is like similar to like um, like Toxic Valentine and um, Painting Flowers. They just have that like weird dark tone. Totally. Um, but the song is such a freaking bop. It's such Love a bop. It. I was like, this song is just like perfect. I don't even know. But anyway, we rate our albums on our nostalgia scale from nostalgic all the way to timeless. What are you giving Nothing Personal? You know, I thought about this. I brewed on it a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm actually going to give 90-10 Timeless to Nostalgia. Um, I did think about giving them 80-20, but I think I'm, like, going to give them a little more credit for that. I feel like there are definitely things on the album that don't work anymore. Mm. Um, and... Of course, it has a whole song that we don't like. Yeah, that's true. Um. The first <laughs> album that we just rejected a whole entire song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I think that even they would agree that this whole album and this whole era was just a huge learning experience for them mm-hmm. as a band. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a lot of these songs... Uh, walked so other songs in the future could run totally you know, it was like such like a stepping stone for everything mm-hmm. um but also a bunch of them too are like growth and an extension from what they've done in the past for from like so wrong it's right and totally. put up or shut up mm-hmm. um and so it's like very much in that like middle phase of everything and i think that you know songs like weightless and therapy are still so important like emotional wise mm-hmm. and um, which makes them really timeless and just a staple for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and a majority of it is a re- is a really good pop punk, pop rock album. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that the era and the album itself do fall pretty strongly nostalgic for me personally. Mm. Um, but at the same time, Nothing Personal was such an extremely important part of All Time Low's growth mm-hmm. and their and their life um and especially having this as a quote-unquote like sophomore album sophomore full-length album yeah it really wasn't a sophomore slump in my opinion Mm-mm. um it it needed it needed maybe a little bit of work here and there and i think that and that that's part of why probably that they re-recorded it you know mm-hmm. um and but it's it's a really good second album for them totally um and you know i think is a is a, is a staple you know is worth listening to for new and old fans yeah i mm-hmm. agree with you i low-key forgot to read it but i'm just going off the top of my head <laughs> what you said dome. makes sense because yeah even as we we're going i'm like wow there are some of these songs i definitely don't really revisit i mm-hmm. don't yeah i haven't revisited this album as a full album in like a really long time and like i said it's not my favorite overall era of all time low but it is like I think it is like one of the most like it's a stepping stone for me as a fan too Mm -hmm. this was the out this was the album in the era where like I fully just went all in on all time low Mm -hmm. I remember Mm -hmm. they did the compromising tour with Mayday Mm -hmm. Parade before this album came out and that was the first time we ever saw them Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know my favorite story is that like I was a fan of them, and I was a fan of May- Mayday. But like I saw them, and um, mom was like, "Oh, like how was it?" And I was like, "I mean, they were good, but I don't think I'd ever see them again." 
Mm-hmm. And, then, and then here we are. And then here we are. I've seen them 20 plus times in various different states. Mm-hmm. I have a tattoo of them on my mm-hmm. skin. Like, I still love them mm-hmm. so much with, like, once in a lifetime makes me feel all of the feels that Weightless made mm-hmm. me feel in 2009. Mm-hmm. Just, I remember being mm-hmm. so excited about that song. And it was, like, the first time that I could really get into, like, mm-hmm. drops of a song and, like, the album and, like, wait for it to come out. And there were so many good tours of this era. Yeah. Um, I think that is... That's like a mix of timeless nostalgia for me. Like I can look back on that mm-hmm. era and be like, oh, so great. And I still love it. And I still feel those same feels for all time low. Mm-hmm. My love has never waned for them. I don't think it ever would or could. And I don't even like thinking about the last time maybe I ever see them. But like mm-hmm. I was so happy that they were also like my last show I saw before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I got to see them again in like a small little venue where they did play things like the party song and they played waitlist still and it still popped the mm-hmm. fuck off um mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's a great thing like you said it's a great stepping stone for them in their career i think it's a very important stepping stone for my life as an all-time low fan um mm-hmm. and it was really fun to revisit and look back on uh, wow Wow. We love All Time Low so much. We truly do. Like, if we ever do any There's of the a lot other of feelings. Ones, it's just a feel fest. Anyways, listener, let us know what you think about All Time Low and nothing personal and your men's and everything. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Wake Up Sunshine? Once in a lifetime. I don't care. Just, <laughs> we like to talk about All Time Low, apparently. Yeah, yeah, we do, we do, um, we do. If you like too much, let us know why. We still oh don't God, get it yes. after 12 years. Please, I want to know. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, we uh, let us know. We're at Nostalgia Nights, N-I-T-E-S, for the nights. Um, basically everywhere. Hit us up. Leave us a message. Leave us a comment. Mm-hmm. Like, share, etc. Um, yeah, you can find us on everywhere you find your pods. If you listen to, to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Rate us, you know. Um, much appreciated. We'll be back in a few cool. weeks with another one of our favorite with bands that we're talking about emo. for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's on the darker okay. vibes. So, thanks for listening. Bye, friends. Bye.